And it's going to be a lovely day. Let's do it today. You got to know. You got to know what's going on. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Everybody know what day it is. We know what day it is. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Sticky, Iggy, Iggy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dennis Holmes. Welcome my co-host, the Chocolate Girl. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Saturday. You know, it's my favorite day of the week. Yes, yes, yes. Coming to y'all live and direct from Durham, North Carolina. Durham. Durham and head deep. But we y'all don't know about Durham. You need to come see about us. You need to come yeah. see about us. People sleeping got, on uh, Durham. We got a special guest in the building today. We have uh, a relationship coach in the house. Let, well, Lynn, hold on. I don't know how to say your last name. I don't want to butcher it. Uh, Lynn Sturdivant. Sturdivant. Okay, Lynn Sturdivant, relationship coach. So if y'all got relationship questions, put them in the comments because we ready. Okay? <laughs> we ready. That's what I'm going to say. Put them in we the comments. Prof- we got the professional in the house, not yes. just somebody talking about it. <laughs> yes. So, so now, uh, one thing we always do is try to reflect on the week. And I ain't seen Chocolate Girl since last Saturday. So, Chocolate Girl, well, how's everything been? You on a family vacation or something? Um, well, it was a it was a tough week. It was a very, very tough week for me. But um, I did spend a lot of time with family, especially my sister. And one of my one of my family childhood sister friends from my hometown. And um I got to get away for a few days in the middle of the week. So that's, that's so why you didn't really see me because I was able to get away for a few days, had some things to take care of. And I got a little ocean time in, that's needed that. And um, that's a good thing about living here. You're less than two hours from a beach if you need to. Yep. We, we have we have a beach here. It's, it's a lake beach, like a huge lake with a beach. And that's cool. You can always use that if if you if you can't get to the coast. But yeah, having all this coastline of North Carolina, we have some of the most coastline in the whole nation. And people don't understand that the way North Carolina is shaped, it juts out into the water. So we have a lot of coastline. And I love that's why I love living here. It feeds my soul. But yeah, it's been an interesting week. Sorry, I had to miss the show Tuesday. No, you has got a lot of things I, going I, I'd on. You, I'd rather you go out and experience time with family, you know, because mm-hmm. you know that you know those are precious moments. It, you know, you it's don't get important. Those all the time. It's important. Sometimes you just you just yeah, it's important. And, and it's some, too late when people are gone. You need to give them their flowers while they're here. Right. It's very, definitely too late. So mm-hmm. just take your time, give them their flowers and you know, have a good time. But, you know, some people say going to the beach relaxes them. You know, they usually be stressed out, but when they get on the beach, they relax. They feel better, you know. They're one with the earth, as they say. That's what they told me. Um, so we're going to see, you know, when I go to the beach, it's a little different. I'm excited that I can see my feet in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. are the type of things I'm excited about. Well, let me tell you, experiencing high tide is really interesting. High tide is when when the rapids increase and the waves come further inland. 
I don't know why. I don't know all the technical reasons why, but it's something that's fascinating to watch. And um, took my friend, we took our friend there and she was able to see that for the first time. But but the waves, just hearing the waves, even if I can't see it, if I could just stand there and hear the waves, it's, it's fascinating. But But looking at it, you know, people are saying they're one with the earth. It makes me feel one with God. I feel like go. I'm I'm seriously sitting on his lap for oh, real. Okay. Okay. That's that's really how I feel when I'm at the beach. I feel like his arms are around me and he's just holding me like my daughter is here. That's just how I feel. There's nothing hey. like being there. That's why you got when you come down to Durham, we're going to the beach. Me and you. Oh. We're gonna have some side joint time at the beach. That's what we're gonna do. That's what I'm talking about. Now let you know. How how was your week, man? Well, you know, I I started running my ad on We Buy Black, so yeah. um, I expect uh, oh. a, a little increase in traffic. I'm, I want to take on about maybe another 20, 25 clients. I don't want to get too big because I like keeping it personal. Mm-hmm. So uh, running that campaign is going well. I've got two in my inbox right now, so I'm real excited about that. Good week. 20, 20, 25 clients? Yeah, at about another 25. Sheesh. You got that. That's all I'm going to say. You definitely got that. 20 to 25. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I ain't going to say nothing about that. Um, Yeah, my week, on the other hand, I had a pretty good week. You know, um, I came down, you know, helping our family. Right now, I'm not even home. I'm actually, you know, with my daughter right now, who's sitting right next to me and ain't paying me no mind so <laughs> that's that's what uh that's what i've been doing you know i told her i was doing the show and she said she'll be quiet so we'll see how that worked <laughs> definitely see how that worked but you know i named the show today yesterday's wife is not today's wife that's what i named the show today i hear a lot of people say you know, they don't want to be responsible for paying all the bills. This ain't the 1950s. Nowadays, we need to be going together on bills and, you know, building as partners. Hey, a lot of people say that. Now, now, Lynn, exactly how do you feel about it? Well, that's true. So uh, early 40s, 50s, and 60s, when you when women had to go through a lot to get a divorce in 1968, it made divorce legal in all 50 states. So that kind of started the party. And and when women were on their own, they started going back to school, they started acquiring property, they started having bank accounts and accumulation of assets. And, and, And slowly that they've started to rise up to being equal financially, educationally, assets, you name it. And, and now they're here. So when you say yesterday's wife is not today's wife, that's true. Okay. Okay. Because I, I know one thing, um, you know, we uh, when I was in the 90s, I seen a lot of people like the copycat, what the Italians was doing, you know. They was wearing shiny suits and doing all the stuff they was doing. And the one thing I never noticed why people didn't, you know, try to copy was, to get them a wife that could take over the family business. You know, that's the one thing about the Italians. They make sure they got a wife 
that can that can do the family business and you know they wives don't be the best looking let me get that out the way but they can over they can help out with the family business and get things together so how, how do you feel about those part of finances well you mean your wife sharing your finances right you you almost have to in in, in this day and age, i mean gas it's like five dollars and some change so if you're in a two-parent household you almost need two incomes to run that household you can unless you're just balling out of control making six figures by yourself you normally going to need another source of income and and usually the husband and wife deal is the best way and the fastest way to accumulate assets so if you're working together it's a beautiful thing okay okay all right. now i was told the other day that um the number one and two uh reason for divorces is finances and cheating they're the leading causes to divorces finances and cheating how do you feel about that the number one cause of divorce is marrying your parent and then mm. all that other stuff falls right behind it. Finances go bad, cheating goes bad. There's a theory that says we are attracted to people who remind us of the parent that gave us the hardest time. Usually your first bully is one of your parents, if you just want to be technical about it. And the child part of you is wants that, that reciprocity, wants to, to, to fix the relationship have a sense of entitlement so we're attracted to people who remind it, it's, it's a vibrational thing you can be in a room full of a hundred people and and you'll spot somebody i remember doing this at a party like yo dude who is who is that who is that <laughs> and now that woman had my mama's bone structure mm. color glasses body shape hair you name it. i mean it was just right there i didn't see anybody else in the room wow that's different that's definitely different right there 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 is something to that because like the 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 woman my son is with he says we are similar he does say that we don't favor but we're similar she, she has yeah vibration she has a lot of ways like me is what what he says and then when he gives me examples all i can do is laugh because hey he's right she i would say that like when you said that mom yep i would have said the same thing that she did yep <laughs> what can yeah. i say that makes sense. <laughs> but i don't know but i don't think i gave my son a hard time or anything when he was little let me just be clear but uh oh well, I ain't going there. <laughs> hey, I'm just, hey, he'll tell I, you. I ain't say nothing. I ain't say nothing. He'll tell you. I was firm now. I don't take no mess. You sure don't. But I love my son, man. Mm -hmm. sure and I always made sure he knew that I think he is wonderfully and beautifully made. That is okay. my son. Now, okay. now, now, you know, Lynn, one of my biggest problems <clears throat> was my communication. You know, Sharon always talked to me about it. You know, um, I had women tell me about my communication. They say is, uh, I've, I've heard it's been piss poor communication. Sharon says I'm, I'm I'm a work in progress. Yeah, I won't say it's piss poor. I don't I don't want to take you all the way down to the bottom, Dennis. But 
you've improved since you and I've been dealing with each other, though. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I hear this. Is what, that's one of the uh, chief complaints for, for couples that I see. It's like, you know, we're having communication issues. No, you're not. The sender says something to the receiver that they don't want to hear. Now, if I've been living with you 24-7, 365, what I'm saying about you is probably valid. It's going to have some merit to it. And, and But if I can't hear you, then, then it's going to be a communication issue. No, it's not. So we got three kids, and, and when you come home, you need to get ready for second shift. You know, you're going to vacuum. You're going to do the dishes. You're going to uh, uh, run the bath. You're going to cook. You're going to what, which pick one of these five things. Cause we got three kids and you come <laughs> home, your, your second shift starts as soon as you get in the door. And instead of, instead of that, do I come in and I flop on the couch? Right. I've been doing a bulldozer all day. You don't know how hard I work. Well, she worked hard too. His is physical. Hers is mental. Them kids don't care. No, they don't. Kids don't. Nor care. should they. Nor should they. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a It was never a communication issue. He just didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to do it until you got somebody from the third party come in and say, "Hey, bro, you need to pick up one of these. You know, you want to start the food. You want to bring food home, or you want to run the vacuum. You got to run the dishwasher. You got to run a load of clothes. You want to fold clothes. Which which one are you gonna pick today? Because you're gonna pick something." Mm. <laughs> Do you have a do you have a uh, do you have a younger brother named BJ? Do you got a brother named BJ? Because I swear he sounds just like BJ. Sounds BJ. just like him. BJ Samuels. Is BJ oh in the comments? God. BJ, I think he's in the comments. He was earlier, but he sounds okay. just like BJ. <laughs> Not in a bad way. You just sound like BJ. I'm an only child, so uh, are you? No, no, no brothers and sisters. I don't know. You might, you might have a brother you don't know about or something. Cousin, something. Y'all might be related. <laughs> oh, BJ said he's always here. He's in the comments. That's what's up. That's what's up, B. <laughs> thank you, thank you, BJ. Um, yeah. So now you said you wanted to go on another twenty-five clients. Do you do group sessions? I am starting the, the whole purpose of me getting on We Buy Black is to start group. I am going to start the group. Yeah, that that's coming. That is on the board. I got. Tell us, tell us more about these groups. How does that look? What does that look like when you're doing relationship work in settings? It'll be a pretty intimate setting. It'll be on on virtual, and I'll have about between six and eight couples, and and we're gonna we're gonna tackle various topics like uh, trauma bonding. Uh, the generational curse, which is nothing but a pattern. We're going to talk about toxic entitlement. Uh, we're going to talk about resentment, which is huge. I'm, that, that theme just keeps coming up in, in a lot of my couples. I'm coming in with a lot of resentment. And so we'll, we're going to talk about it together. Then I'm going to do the breakout rooms. The guy's going to talk about it. The girls are going to talk about it. Then we're going to come back in. And I'll probably have a little poll uh, thing there. And, and I'll, I'll ask questions about resentment the beautiful thing about the groups is that they are self-correcting and you'll hear another guy correct one other guy and say hey man no nah, i wouldn't do that bro because here's what can happen <laughs> and when you yeah. hear it from one of instead of hearing it from me when you hear it from one of your cohorts it has a, it, it hits a little differently so um a lot of the group i look looking for a lot of self-correcting stuff and i'm just going to kind of be the guide rails and kind of 
you know, keep everybody in the guardrails and just move on down the road. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm real excited about that. Oh, that's cool. That's definitely cool. Now, where are you located yeah. at for the people that don't know? Uh, I'm here in Durham, North Carolina, uh, but you can reach me virtually. Virtually, I'm local to everybody. So um, I, I used to think I, I had to be in person. I, I have a couple of stragglers who will come through in Durham who, who want to uh, come into the office, but 90% uh, of the business is going to be virtual. Okay. okay. That's, no, that's cool. Do y'all use Zoom? WebEx. WebEx. Oh. That's good. That's good. That's definitely good. Is there any is, is there any reason you prefer one or the other? Or is it just that's what you started with? Uh that's what I, I while I was comparing Zoom and, and, and WebEx. I, I, I like WebEx because it's Cisco and Cisco's right out there in the park. And so mm. if I, I need help, I can I can call somebody to uh help me out okay all right well we do we do have a letter sharon you want to read the letter absolutely all right so we have a segment called dear side john when people actually write us letters <laughs> and we read them so since we have you on the show here's the first one dear side john help me out it says I'm the general manager at my job. I recently hired a former female classmate from high school. She's engaged to a guy that grew up with me and was one of my big brother's best friends. She's been with the company for five months now. Well, last week, her fiance deleted me off of every social media. We've been friends for over 10 years on social media. A few days later, he requested to follow me again. Right. I said, what the hell? What kind of high school games is he playing? He stopped coming in the job and would meet her outside. The person, you know, been only working there five months. So I approached him the other day and asked, what the hell was going on? He said, oh, man, I've been I've been going through a lot and I had to go to the doctor to get medicine to keep me from going off the deep end. So I'm puzzled because that still isn't a legitimate reason to be so petty on social media. Well, after that conversation, we shook hands and kept it moving. Well, guess who shows up at the job today and came in? Right, him. The vibe was weird. So as he left, I asked the female, what was the real reason for him doing what he did? And so she says, I'll tell you, but you can't tell him I told you because he asked me not to tell you. I'm like, what the hell, really? And so uh, I'm really confused now. So she proceeded to say that he thinks we have something going on. My mind was blown, like, what the hell? I wouldn't mix business with pleasure. And besides, I'm happily married. So now my question is, do I tell my wife? I know if I do, she's going to start wondering what the hell also. She knows him well. So they all know each other is what I'm gathering. She knows him well. Also, because we all went to school together and oh. she's going to ask both of them what's going on. I'm yep. puzzled about the whole situation. What should I do? Tell her. Transparency is, is one of the staples of being in a relationship. It's transparency. And, and, and just be upfront about it. Don't, don't let her find out about it. Okay, If she's going to hear it first, she needs to hear it from you first. Mm -hmm. Instead of through the grapevine, 
as you know, it's going to happen mm -hmm. here through the grapevine. So, yeah, transparency, absolutely. Tell him, have a conversation about it. What do you think would happen if he doesn't tell her, and she finds out in the in the in the street? Then there's going to be some repercussions. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I you agree tell with that. me? Why 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 didn't you tell me? You got why I got to find out in the street? You know what the hell's going on? You don't trust me. You don't feel me. You know I could have told you this, that, and a third. I mean, it can, that can just go off in all kind of different directions. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And you know, most a lot of people would say, no, nah, man, don't tell her, don't tell her, don't tell her, tell her any information. But to me, I agree with you that that's going to make it worse. You got to find a way to communicate that to try to keep from getting upset as you possibly can. But, you know, people are going to get upset. This is life. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to get upset with you about something. Everything cannot be sugar and candy and roses and chocolate all the time. It just can't be that way. Well, the thing is, in these secrets in families, there are no secrets in families. It's only a conspiracy of silence, and that silence is going to get you messed up. So um, everybody knows the secret in the family. Don't nobody say nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you can spread that around the couples, big families, little families, I don't care. Everybody knows the secret, but we just don't say nothing about it. Well, let me get let me give you some comments from our viewers. Thank you, viewers, for commenting. This we like this. So BJ says, I don't volunteer any information anymore. If you ask, I will answer, but I learned to stop volunteering information. What do you say about that, Lynn? Well, then his partner reserves the right to do the same thing. And you're just festering secrets. And so if you can't be up front about the secret, then it's probably something that's going to lead to some something shameful. Shame is about exposure. Shame is about sudden exposure. I don't want to deal with it and, and I don't want you to know about it. And so when you stack the secret on top of the shame, man. Not good. Personally, I wouldn't do that because that's that's going to be a really big explosion. You know, I, oh, I didn't tell you because I was trying to protect you. Oh, I didn't tell you because I didn't think you want to know. Oh, I didn't tell you because it's embarrassing. Or I didn't tell you because I thought it was none of my business. Oh, right, right. And, and, and see, but see, what it sounds like to me, his fear is in this letter is that if his girl, if his wife finds out from someone else then she might think there's some truth to them messing around because, and that's why he didn't tell her. That's yeah. what she might think. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And that's, and that, so that's why I'm saying maybe he should tell her. I think you may yeah. be on to something. Well, but you can't live your life around your shame. That you too. Live, you can't live your life around a secret. It'll control you. It'll consume you. Mm-hmm. And, and usually shame and secrets are pretty explosive. So if you, up, again, if you're upfront about it, then you don't have to worry about any repercussions. And, and usually the receiving spouse is, okay, I'm, I'm glad you told me. Uh, I'm glad you trust me enough with that information 
this and and it sets up this beautiful flow of reciprocity i can tell you a really big secret you can tell me a really big secret and we still cool got you reciprocity is the life blood <clears throat> of the relationship mm, okay, okay. I, I feel as though right. you got to protect your household so go ahead and tell it well, Carlos said, man, nah, shit, I'm, I'm a play stupid. I don't, didn't know what was going on. I was minding my business. That's what Carlos said. <laughs> Los, shout out to Los. <laughs> BJ said also, she got to know if she is mature enough to handle that and let it roll off. Like, okay, if you say you ain't doing anything, I believe you. What'd you say about that? Well, if it, if it, if it ain't going to do nothing, then, then why not be, why not be forthright with it? Just come out and say it. Because see, we, you know, secrets are part of survival skills. So if 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 I'm a, a survivor of my family and I learn to shut up, when I go into a relationship, I'm bringing that same energy into the relationship. It's almost like I'm trying to set up house again by doing the same stuff. And, and the question I ask folks like that is, when are you going to leave home? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're supposed to leave home. I'm supposed to leave home. We're supposed to form a new home, not right. drag the old stuff in, or I'll find somebody who will accommodate me and let me play my role growing up. You're not going to learn anything like that. Well, I tell you what, Lynn, uh, Carlos just put in the comments, my wife just disagreed with me and said, I have to give her a chance to trust <laughs> To trust me, might as well say something. So his wife agrees with you. Shout out to the wife. <laughs> All right, wifey. Well, I, 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 I would tell my spouse if all that was going on, you know, vice versa. I would tell him. I would say, hey, let me tell you what went down today. Right. Her, right. her husband thinks, or her, or his wife thinks that me and him having something going on at work, and that's yeah. some nonsense. That's exactly how I would say it to my husband. I would. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little triangle. I like to call them triangles. You got three people, you know, and, and you got this triangle. We in this triangle. And, and it's kind of like it's it's the prelude to cheating. So the triangle forms if I need to distract myself, you know, I'm not getting all I need from my relationship. So. I, I, I get with uh, somebody else who gives me that thing that I need, but doesn't kind of a, a triangle takes the heat off of the relationship. So if I can't do that thing that, you know, that my wife doesn't want me to do, if I can't do that, I'll do it over here. I still want to stay married, but I'll, I'll, I'll diffuse some of that energy over here. That's, that's being greedy. That's a triangle. Triangle. Well, to, that's yeah. when that's just use one of the reasons why people cheat is to take the heat off the marriage. Mm. Can I add to that? Is it okay? Sure. I also believe that in addition to being greedy and selfish, the person is a coward. That's what I think. I think cheaters are cowards, especially if they're cheating for that triangle reason. Rather than trying to fix whatever that thing is you're lacking in your relationship from your spouse, you go get that one thing over here to complete the whole person. I, that That's not loving your spouse enough. 
You no. gotta have, you gotta know your, see, first of all, people just jumping into marriage don't even know each other. That's another thing. And they get married for the wrong reasons. So, but if you're going to get married, you need to marry somebody that you can have these conversations with because times are going to get tough and people change. What you going to do every time you change, do something different. Oh, okay. We can just get divorced and I'll move on to somebody else. No, it doesn't work like that. Not to me. No, I don't. But they, they think it's good. Let them do what they want to do. <laughs> God bless them. Is what I always say. God yeah, if you're gonna grow to, if you're gonna grow together, because it, a part of being in a relationship is to heal. I'm, I'm bringing some stuff into the relationship that I need to heal from from my family. You need to heal from your family some of the stuff, and so you know one of the one of the reasons you get married is to start that healing process. That mm-hmm. thing that you didn't get growing up, the five love languages. If I didn't get touch, I didn't get uh, uh, affirmations, I didn't get any of that stuff, then my spouse's, I would hope that my spouse would help me in that thing that I needed growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to have mother needs. He's going to have father needs. And, and, and you can kind of be that for each other and make up that deficit. That's too much. That's too much responsibility placed on the other person, in my opinion. Uh-oh. I can't. I can't heal your trauma. That's that's what a therapist. Oh is no, doing. no, you can't heal it. But you know, no. hopefully, you you will at least recognize because it's how I get to black men is through women. If you just want to be technical about it, <laughs> you better go your ass in the therapy because the eyes. You better go get counseling, coach. I don't care. You better go. <laughs> And that's right. how I get them. And they come in kind of begrudgingly, but it's funny because once they get here, then they see that I'm cool, then they just open up. Right. Well, that's a good thing. Well, we I got a question for you from our audience. Um, first of all, Carlos said to me that that's exactly what his wife said the conversation would go, Sharon. Like, <laughs> this MF on, on some BS because guess what he said? You know, that type of thing. Yeah, that's how I would ask the question. but. My sister Sheila's in the comment. Hey, Sheila. And she said, can you explain the heat off the marriage, please? When you were talking about that triangle uh-huh. and that taste the heat off the marriage, explain that part to her. Right. So it, let's say, <laughs> let's say my wife doesn't like fellatio. Okay. But mm, I noticed this chick over here that from high school, she, she love it. Right. But my wife don't, but I love my wife. Right. So if I'm building up this energy and, and my wife don't want to accommodate me, that build up, I can go over here to this chick and diffuse some of that energy, diffuse the heat, takes the heat off the marriage. Because if she ain't going to do it for me, I can go over here and get what I need. But I, I still love my other wife, and, but I want to come back here because mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. So, so you you still you still have the household. We got our finances in order. Oh yeah, we, we all doing things. It. We conquering the world together. But we then all every Thursday night, I just slip over there just so she can do that thing, and then I go back home, and she knows it, and that's what it is, right? Well, you know, for for some women, for some of the wives, they go, yeah, let let that chick do that little. Oh no no no, not the thing. wife. I mean the the chick on the chick that's doing oh, the, the side. Oh, the she side know thing. what it is. Oh, well, sometimes the wife know what it is, too. I know it. <laughs> Not this wife, but yeah. 
BJ said, go get what you need and go on back home. <laughs> Let her know up front, baby. I'm here for a service. And that's all that is. That's what I'm saying. That's what they do. I couldn't do that, but hey. Well, the thing is, you should come in and, and have an, an adult conversation about it. Mm-hmm. You know, she she could have had a, a, a trauma of sexual. She could have been molested. She could have been incested. She could have, could have been raped. That could have been a part of it. Mm-hmm. Never got closure to that. Mm-hmm. And, and so now that, you know, and, and, and he didn't know that coming into the relationship and that then they got married. Right. And, and, and that was never disclosed. So, here, you know. And, and, I, and that's a, that brings me to another question. When you're getting to know someone that you may be trying to consider marriage to, how important is it that those types of things come out before you get married? Oh, it's how true. Can, and how can you foster it if you're dealing with a person who doesn't really open up about those things Pre-marital, naturally? Premarital coaching cuts divorce down by 50%. Whoa. Okay. So if, if I have those kinds of issues and, and I got, and I tell my couples uh, from my premarital couples, I'm like, look, I'm going to be asking you some really heavy shit and um, it could break you up. <laughs> so, I, I'm almost getting people to sign a little disclaimer because I don't want that alienation <laughs> of protection. I came in for help. Why am getting breaking up with my girl? But you need to know, like one of the questions I ask in the premarital session, you know, your, your, your spouse, your mother, and your child, and you, you're all on a cruise ship. Your spouse, your mother, your father, and child falls overboard. Baby. You a strong swimmer. You can't save a one of them. Who you going to save? Oh. That'll, now, if the answer ain't the same, or the, <laughs> people will justify, well, I'm going to save my child because the child got life. Well, I'm going to save my mom because, you know, that's all I mean. Well, I'm I'm, going to save my wife. You know, it's funny because sometimes they'll answer those questions differently. That's true. Damn, that's a tough question. You can only pick one? Woo! One. Technically, you should be saving your spouse. Technically. But people got different opinions about that. Well, I'm saving my child. Okay, I I can see that. I'm saving. Yeah, I can see me. I'm, I'm trying to save my child first. Right, I can I can see me, okay, but you know yeah, that's that's hard. So so that is hard. Here's your spouse, and because you can make enough baby, <laughs> that's kind of crude. But you, not not I, I can't. Not unless it's gonna be another um, uh, immaculate conception going on. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I know, but <laughs> but your technically your, your spouse. Your spouse yes. come before your kids. He said you can make another child. No, I can adopt, but I can't make okay. another so, child. So the overall theme is your children come before your spouse. Okay. So he said, here's where we go down the, deep down into the weeds. And so when she get tight, oh, she's going to pick the kids. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad you told me that. I'm out. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, and I, can see, I can see somebody's feeling that way but for me just for me personally i wouldn't take that answer that <laughs> i wouldn't that's just me we're talking about an emergency situation 
that most likely won't happen anyway, that all no. three of them will be in the water at the oh, same time drowning. No, no, you see, I know, I know, it's, I know it, I know it's all theory. It's all theoretical. So for me, if my husband would say, I would save the child first, I would just look at him and go, okay. And be done, it wouldn't affect me, but I'm different. I'm just it, made it. It doesn't affect you now, but it, coming back on land and your husband picks your child over you. Dang. Daddy's girl, mama's boy. See how this is done now? Now this is nah, going to nah. snowball into some other areas that you didn't yeah. anticipate. And it's, it's, it's because how you. you answered that question. Shout out to B. Striller, the thriller. He's in our comments. He said he'd pick his wife, his wife, no doubt. His wife, flat That's out. Carlson, Carlson said, I'm saving my wife flat out. F everybody else is what he said. <laughs> F, F some kids, huh? I want to meet Carlos. I want to meet Los. I want to meet his wife. I swear I want to meet her because she seems like a great person. I want to meet her. Ooh. Good morning, OG. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we got people in here today listening to Mr. Lynn. Yeah, relationship coach. Relationship now, coach. Now, now, but here's my question. What's the difference between a coach and a therapist? One has a license and the other one doesn't. Oh, okay. Now, for for all intents and purposes, I have passed the match the national marriage and uh marriage and family therapy licensing exam. I got paperwork. I passed it. I don't use it. I don't want to use it. Because people really don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I don't give shit how many licenses you got. If you're a shitty therapist, you're a shitty therapist. That license is not going to make a bit of damn difference. People sure. have to get in and they have to feel you. So I always do a 15 minute, you know, before we even think about going doing sessions, I do a little free 15 minute video call. Introduce you. You get used to my tone, how I talk. If you're impressed with my knowledge, then then we roll forward. Because people don't care about it. That I read all them books up there. Don't care about that. Okay, <laughs> care less. Uh -oh. And your license and all that. Well, so speaking, speaking as a person who actually had a bad counselor one day, it wasn't relationship counselor. It was just counselor. I've had a bad one. And she had a degree from Harvard uh unc chapel hill and i believe stanford hanging on her wall she had three degrees she had three of them i remember it was stacked right up and i remember it was harvard and unc chapel hill but i believe the third one was Stanford. this she was awful mm -hmm. i went to see her three times because i'll give you three chances by that third session i knew i said i'm not going back to see her mm -hmm. i had to go get another one you got a number of therapists who entered the profession to try to fix themselves and it don't uh, work out, yeah. but I'm so far invested into it. I can't really turn back. Mm, good point. So, and, and then you have a group of therapists who are narcissistic as hell. There are narcissistic <laughs> yes. therapists out there. Got a string mm -hmm. of letters behind their name. Can't help you work for them. So, Oh, Lord. You should say choir. So, you Good really morning, need to Dave. interview them. Interview whoever you're going to be with, coach, therapist. Interview them. Get to know them. Feel them. Feel their energy. So, 
to the funeral waste of it. Wow, like Stanford, Harvard, all of them. Wow, that's 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 deep. Okay. Wow. And I thought they did that little 50, that 50 minute thing. If you got a couple's issue and you were in the office for 50 minutes, you ain't gonna get shit done. Mm -mm. I don't care. You you will leave in tears and snot bubbles on your way going back to the car. You you and the rest of your day's messed up. They don't even zip you up emotionally before they let you go. So I, I said, I made a promise. I said, once I finish all this school training stuff, I said, I will never do that to a client. So all my sessions are two hours. I don't see how you do two hours. I can't see people for two hours straight. I'm like, okay, well, then the same for you. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm nerdy about this shit. That's why I got all the books up there. Not only did I, was I able to help myself, I was able to help other people. And because I could help myself, I could superimpose my experience onto you. So if you grew up in the project, shit, I grew up in the projects. And if you grew up at, if you had a corporate job, I can, I had a corporate job. So I, we, we have similar experiences. And I just kind of break all this stuff down to digestible bite sized chunks that you can hear it. Mm hmm. Okay. So let me ask you about your, you said that you're on We Buy Black. Mm -hmm. Did you put a campaign on there? Is your campaign named anything or is it just your name? Uh, it, it should say Relationship Coach Pro. Relationship Coach Pro. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the We Buy Black page. You can find that on Facebook too? I think I'm on Facebook and Instagram, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we do have another letter. You ready for another letter? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, dear side John, my husband loves me. You know, I'm already cautious when they start out like that. And they got to tell you somebody loves them. That I'm already my my little my little ears are like prickly like this already. <clears throat> but she says, my husband loves me. We have an unbreakable friendship and family, but he doesn't want me. He's definitely not cheating. I don't know how she does that. She's, he's definitely not cheating, but he claims he doesn't want it at all. He pleases himself and wasn't like this in the beginning. He swears up and down, it's not me, and I have nothing to change. I can't lose my soulmate and our family, but I'm about to emotionally die without the intimacy he's depriving me of. After several times communicating about this, he does not understand the emotion of where I'm coming from at all and will demean the intimacy I crave as just effing. Okay. Any advice? Woo. That's deep. That's deep. So there's a lot in there. Any part that you need me to reread, or you I got know, cause, cause this can grow off in several <clears throat> different directions. Right. One of the things that comes to mind is this. Oh, just just go ahead and say it. It's called the Madonna Horse Syndrome. So, in religious terms, you know, here's my wife. She's pristine. I hold her in the highest regard. And, and my association with sex is dirty and all of that stuff. And so I can't, I can't do that to my wife. That's one. one mm -hmm. direction. The other direction is I, I got incested or molested. And, and boy children get incested and, and molested 
the same as girl children. Yeah. If I never addressed it. If I didn't get that fixed, if I didn't, you know, so intimacy, I can't be a part of you because the only place I learned intimacy was with myself. I was in, in into me. Uh, I, I couldn't see you. So mm-hmm. I, I do that for myself. I satisfy myself. And so I can't really, I can't really even perform. Especially if you, if you throw in the porno and the internet stuff and all of that, then yeah, there, there's some, there's some certainly some deeper issues there, but you just, again, you got to just probe because something got shut off. All the party starts after you say, I do. I'm mm. going to hide all, all, all the stuff I'm hiding right here. You ain't going to see it until after I say I do. Right. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the way it is. Surprise! Uh-huh. And if I had known that about you, I wouldn't have messed with you. And da 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 da. <laughs> Why don't you tell me that? Because see, the thing is, is again, here's shame. Mm-hmm. I knew that if I told you about that part of me, you would you wouldn't have had nothing to do with me. And this mm-hmm. is as close as I've been to getting married. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get really selfish, and and mm-hmm. I'm gonna hide that from you. Because if I tell you, you're going to leave me. And then I got to start all over. I don't want to do that. That's totally selfish. So, yeah, this is okay. why premarital coaching cuts down divorce by 50%. You come in, and I tell them, like, look, you come in. These questions are tough. You know, y'all, y'all cool? Because if you survive my premarital coaching, you should get married. <laughs> okay. So this 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 uh lady here, what what should she do then? Should she just stick it out and try to go to? Because he it just seemed like to me he's not listening. He's not gonna listen, and and he's not gonna share that. So she has a, a decision to make: Can you live with that? Are you going to absorb, continue to absorb that kind of energy, and and not get your needs met, or you? are going to at some point in time uh, they, do they have kids or do they, no kids some kids let me see yeah well i would think so because she said she doesn't want to leave her soulmate and family so that just sounds like to me kids are involved kids are involved okay mm-hmm. yeah uh just like uh <laughs> if kids are involved then she's got leverage <laughs> <laughs> you either True. get this you either get some coaching therapy counsel whatever or i'm out and i'm gonna take all three of the kids and i'm gonna make you pay for it now now that that's what people hear and see that's it's a damn shame because most narcissists only respond to three languages hmm. consequence shame and leverage those are the only if you ain't speaking them three languages Wow. I never never knew that. Shame and leverage, huh? I'm mm-hmm. putting that in the comments. <laughs> Put that in the comments. And constantly. <clears throat> and it's usually, it's usually a combination of all three. Now, it, 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 he big ball and shot calling, making six figures, and she say, I'm about to leave you, and I'm going to take these kids if you don't get help. That's leverage. What's the consequence? Alimony and child support. He don't want people to find out about that at work that he's losing his marriage. That's shameful. So when you got all, when you clicking on all three of those languages, okay, I'll go see somebody. 
<laughs> right. Right. So um, Renan Tyner said, if he is her soulmate, he'll be willing to change and tune in. If he's a narcissist, if he's a narcissistic bastard, he won't change a damn thing. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> Pretty you, much what unless, you're saying, right. right? Unless you have one of them, unless you speak in them three languages. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I wrote my dissertation on narcissism. Okay, and everybody at Virginia Tech got uptight about it. So that's a long mm-hmm. story. It must have been. It must have been on point then. Well, <laughs> I found 3,000 narcissists and I studied them every which way I could statistically. Right. Oh, we don't have to talk. (laughs) I tell you, I have learned some interesting things about narcissists. I just want to fact check myself. (laughs) But yeah, I did have um, some other questions. So how did you pick this um, to go into? relationship coaching and so forth how did you how did you decide this is what i want to bring to the world uh because i came out of a dysfunctional family that was a wreck my mom was alcoholic my dad was alcoholic i was an only child they fought like cats and dogs and if it wasn't for my grandfather Mm -hmm. uh, i don't don't know where i'd be i don't know how it would have turned out i don't drink and i don't smoke makes sense but i got a genetic predisposition for it if i ever started drinking it'd be like a fish taking the water i got a genetic predisposition for it but you don't have to you don't have to submit to it if i started smoking right now fish to water so yeah i'll do either one of those things because i saw it destroying my parents so for you your life experience um pushed you in the opposite direction rather than to follow them. Correct. That's what I'm hearing. Correct. Yeah. But I still suffer some of the remnants of, of their dysfunctional relationship. Mm-hmm. I just got a hold of it. I, I know when, when I'm mood altering, people mood alter. I still mood alter with Haagen-Dazs ice cream, white chocolate raspberry truffle. Don't eat that ice cream. I was about to ask you, what's your favorite? Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's worse than crack. Um, oh my! Oh my! That's that's some that's my ice cream for your ass there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my, yeah, you don't you don't mess with that because uh, I have a bad day or I have uh, an argument with my girl. I got that that cup right in front of me. I peel I peel off that lid and I hit the bottom of the cup. Now, while I am experiencing that, I'm going through an age regression, right? Mm-hmm. So when I age regress. I'm not thinking, I'm in my child state. And you know when my adult comes back in? After I hit the bottom of the cup. Boy, you just consumed 1,800 calories. I know, one of them little, man, I don't mess with, uh, man. That's a lot. (laughs) Four days later, you're going to be three pounds heavier. And mad. And uh, uh, that's when the adult comes back. Right. I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't. What was I thinking? You ever had that conversation with yourself? Yes. Yes. When you when you did the thing, you were in your child's state. Hmm. And that happens to anybody, right? We go in and out of child states all day. Hmm. So 
Can I use it like an excuse? Can I say, hey, you know, just forgive me. I was in my child state when I did that. Can I? Uh, yeah. Well, if the <laughs> other person understands that, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully you will you will not switch. See, I got a lock on my child state going to, you know, your child state kicks in when you are hungry, angry, lonely, tired, sad, depressed. Your child state, your child is that, your child state, your inner child is where all your memories are. Everything that went wrong in your life, that child knows it. Somebody's making you anxious, somebody's making you nervous, that child part of you will defend you. Oh my gosh. You go into that defensive state uh -huh. and it's like that child will cuss everybody out in the room, fight everybody in the room. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards you're gonna go, wow, what what, what was that? What thinking? happened? Yeah. That's the, I call her that's little that's little Sharon. Little Sharon comes out. Little Sharon comes Ooh. out. And when she come out, she mm -hmm. gonna show up and show out. Mm -hmm. That's you your know. defender. Especially that, if you didn't have a parent to defend you. That inner child will defend you fiercely. You get that's, into that's the weird. That's why I have to, I have like you were saying about that lock, having that lock. I have a huge lock to repress that constantly. Right. You have to self-soothe. I have, self -soothe. To. I have, I have to. to. I like to call yeah. it self-soothe. Like, oh, little boy, I got you. I got you. I got you. Let me handle it. Let me handle it. Because the child state, your inner child has to trust your adult. If your child state, if your child does not trust your adult, let me let me drive. I got it. Let, just sit back. I got this. Mm -hmm. That's a good way of looking at it as of saying it too. If your child has your inner child has to trust the adult in you. That's my true. inner child trusts my adult tremendously because I mean I've Dennis, Dennis and I have these conversations and I have told him many times, the old Sharon, you don't want to see the old Sharon. You just don't. The old Sharon's still there. So I know, but I'm saying they don't want to see her. Yeah, and if you don't want to see her, let me just do, let me just process. Let me just do what I do to keep her there. Because I have to do that every, every, every day. Don't, don't, don't mess with me. Don't make me angry. Don't, I mean, don't do that because I have to work to keep that little Sharon right here and stay there and don't come up here <laughs> because right. this is the way she likes to come out. Not necessarily with this, but with this right here, this thing gets and it'll get me in trouble. So I have to keep a little sharing repress, especially at work. So if I'm yeah. at work and I suppress all of that energy, you know, I'm about to slap my supervisor. I have, I have literally <laughs> talked clients who will call me, Leonard, you better talk to me right now because I'm about to slap this bitch. She don't know who she fucking. I'm like, okay, okay, go to the parking lot. Go to the parking lot. Uh -uh, don't look back. Don't leave leave your stuff there. Get your stuff. Come on. Get in the car. You're in the car. Okay, great. Get on the road. Get on the road. Are you on the highway? Are you on the highway? Good. What happened? I get them out of there. You mean you, you, you do the phone session? The oh, yeah. phone session. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. Like, the concierge uh, service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have. Wow. Do wow. that. I have I have a client right now. I have walked her out the building at least three times. Wow. Oh, I need to, man. We I'm we need to talk after the show because I might need you. Cause I tell you, when I'm at work 
and it's not even my coworkers. It's the it's our clients that 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 drive me insane. It's not even my coworkers. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, that was it. But I want to I want to get back to what you were saying at the beginning. This was this, and I put in the comments, "Uh oh, here we go." When you was, were talking about this thing, you were talking about couples, and I'm not quite sure if you say what you said about it, but you said something along the lines of couples being together and got to pay the bills and with the way things are, you got to have somebody contributing and all that stuff. So I'm going to bring up a question that is a running joke now in, in my circle of friends with Dennis and BJ and Los and all of them. <laughs> and I brought up the question, if your living expenses are $2,500, <clears throat> And a woman and man, they're living together. They're not married necessarily. They're living together though. Living expenses include rent, uh, electric, what was it? Electric, water. water. It was it was four things. Rent, cable. electric, water, and cable. That was it. Rent, electric, water, and cable. And it's 2500 or let's just say $1,200, $1,200. How yeah. much should the man pay? That was the question. I just make this question up. I just saw it somewhere. And the question was written that way. The okay. expenses are these, da, 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 $1,200, whatever the number was. How much should the man pay? Okay. And so I, I brought the question to the group and they gave their answers. Oh, she, I'm going to pay half. She going to pay her half. I'm going to pay my half. And, I, and it got to me. Well, what do you think, Sharon? I said, no, he going to pay all of it. Well, it oh my gosh, what? you would have thought this was the old little Sharon talking the way they treated me like something was wrong with me. Somebody said, no, you're not going to be at home with your feet up chilling all day while I'm working like a slave to get money and bring all the. Did you did I say that anywhere in there, Lynn? I didn't say anything about but I'm not going to contribute to nothing. We I'm saying these mind. four things. No, he's going to do that. That's all I said. I didn't say what I was going to do or not going to. Those four, he's got it. Okay. I even gave him an, ex exp an example that I I've lived that life before where I did live with a guy. He insisted on doing that. He didn't want me paying any of those four. Mm -hmm. And we it worked. It, it I did worked. other things. They couldn't wrap their mind around she's actually contributing. She's just not doing these four things. And I even said to them, since when do you only have these four expenses in a household? I just, just where is a household that only has electric, water, cable, and whatever the other one was? I for, keep forgetting. Food, gotta eat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when who's living? Because I want to know where they are. Because I want to go live with them. But that's only their only expenses. Well, it, it depends. <clears throat> this is a generational split. You know, Gen Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X. Okay, and then you've got baby boomers. I'm a baby boomer, so I'm I'm steeped in patriarchy. If you subscribe to patriarchy, then yeah, <laughs> the man pay everything and the woman do, you know. And it's still remnants of patriarchy. When patriarchy was benevolent, it was cool. Right. When patriarchy got selfish is when all the rest of this shit got birthed. So mm -hmm. I agree with that statement. 
Yeah. I agree with that. And and I'm right behind you. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm a Gen Xer. And the the reason why I love being a Gen Xer is because we got one foot in the baby boomers and one in the millennials. We got one and one. It's like we were the cross generation. Right. We were the transitional generation. Yeah. Right. And so we still hold values of the baby boomers, which I don't have any problem with. And like I said, well, with him paying all that, he ain't going to tell me what to do, but he's going to pay all that. And see, that's that you, your point is a very good one. When the selfishness came into the prop to the situation, that's where it became a problem because the patriarch wanted to be able to tell women what to do and cannot do. That's what it was. And women were like, no, you, you can't, no, you can't tell me what to do anymore. Right. So then it was this right here, the battle of the sexes and all that. Battle of the sexes. And that happened during my generation when I was young. I was raised with that whole women's movement and all that. Feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That feminism got to be extreme though. I'm not way over there. That's I'm still a lady and I still want my door open and all those wonderful things. That's my groceries. Carry my groceries. Yeah, put gas yeah. in my car, wash my car, take yeah. the grab garbage out, that, do the yard, do all of that. Right. So millennials approach the car now. She go on her side, open her door and get in. He go on his side, open the door and get in. No. See, but they roll different. So it's cool. It's all good. It's all good. BJ, I didn't add another bill in the question. I just, that's what I'm saying. It was only those four bills. It was only right, and that's the kind of we're still arguing about this question, and they won't. They he says I won't let it go. No, they won't let it go because now when we're just sitting around casually talking, somebody's going to mention, namely Jay will will mention. Ah, I don't know, Sharon, you won't pay half. So, and I'm like, well, I'm not, and they won't let it go. This has been ten weeks ago. They still talking about it. Right, but that's. It's a it's a generational split. How which generation was were you raised by? So you know, no, they, they're older. Some of them in my generation, and they still feel the same. They still feel nah. She gonna pay? Ha- no, I'm not. Not those. Nope. No. Well, well, I, well, okay. So 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 some folks have adapted some other things, but that that goes to you know if you can't if you can't have a satisfying relationship with a man or a woman, then you learn to, you know, that, 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 I mean, that's roommate shit. So, yeah, uh, you know, I get with this woman, I get with this man and you, you know, you had that conversation before you put the ring on, um, you won't pay half. You should have had that conversation a long time ago instead of, you know, like I said, the party starts after you say I do. So <laughs> what do you mean? I got to pay half. Right. Well, shout out to Los because he was the only one that kind of felt what I was saying a little bit. He didn't agree with me a hundred percent, but I at least got some, we got some type of camaraderie in this situation. Cause he, and he put it in the comments. He said, my wife only paid like two bills. I don't give a F what she pay. 50 50 is unrealistic in a relationship. Thank you, Los. Thank you very much. And let me tell you what something else I said, Lynn. I said, until women are making equal pay for our equal work, 
I'm not paying half of those four bills. Those four. I didn't say any four. I said those four because those are the living expenses. Those are the most critical bills in your household. Where you live, to have shelter, you got to have electricity. I don't know no home without electricity that can run very well. You got to have water because you got to wash it behind. Can't be stinking. You got to cook with it and all that. And, and now I'm saying cable because really yeah, cable it's, it's ridiculous. Even if even if it's not cable, it's streaming of something. You gotta have some media connection with the world. Internet, yeah. You do. Yeah. You just have to have it. So those four things, mm-hmm. yeah, he's paying that. You and make a way cool. for me. You make a way for me. If I'm the one, I ain't gonna say who said this, but y'all probably know who this is. But if a, when a man wants a woman, that's what he's going to do. He's going to set up household for her. And I believe in that. My grandfather told me that. Okay. I believe it. And, 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 and just because it's 2022 doesn't mean that that should not still be expected. Well, it depends. It's, it's, it's a different day and age with millennials. Ain't no different day. Not for me. I'm not going to marry a millennial. You're not 22. that's what i'm I'm saying i'm not marrying them anyway so that's not who i'm appealing to i don't want a 22 year old to pay hat to pay all of this i know he's not going to and i'm not dating you anyway so that's the reason why their opinion means nothing to me on it i'm not dating you you find you another 22 year old girl that want to pay 50 and you go be happy it's just not going to be sharing. I don't understand why that's such a problem for people. I'm saying this is what it is for me. You ain't dating me. Uh, we're just friends. So why does that bother you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand what I'm See, I feel, I feel a connection, man. I feel like we understand in each other yeah. right here. We're having a moment. It's cool. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> patriarch, hey, patriarchy is still appealing. You know? Certain parts of it. Certain. <clears throat> it, 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 are you in the South? Are you in the North? Mm-hmm. Where, where living expenses are huge. You know, they come in here to live in the South. Don't even, I don't even want to talk about here. You know how the living expenses are here. It's, it's just out of this world. Yeah. Most expensive market south of DC. Yep. Charlotte's ridiculous. So um, mm-hmm. you know, you you it's nice to have some. I mean, you will get assets quicker being married than you will being single. Even if he he making 40, she make 48, making 80. Uh, a lot of my clients, I help them, you know, they've been on the job five years and they're still in the apartment. I'm like, why are you still in the apartment? Well, we can't save them for down payment. Well, there's a, a NACA program. You heard of NACA, N-A-C-A? Yeah. Yeah, they give you down payment assistance. They, make, they mm-hmm. give you down payment assistance. You show them your work record. You show them the mm-hmm. credit score. I sent a whole bunch of couples down there who are in their first house. Mm-hmm. They love it. I'll be one of those people soon. <laughs> I'm prayer praying for it. Yeah. But yeah, I just <clears throat> I don't know. But I, I had another question. It was about something else you said at the beginning. I'm trying to think what it was, but I can't remember that question. But that's okay. I have another one. 
Um, oh, okay. I want to talk a little bit more about that communication question. Okay. Yeah, that uh, that is brought up. So he was mentioning about his communication style and all that. And I am one that always says to him and others, communication is key. Communication is critical. And he's talking about how critical it is. And when you're dealing with people, especially larger groups of people, and you're in these separate conversations and you hear people saying things about other people in the group that they don't say to each other type of things. Mm -hmm. And then when you're a person who many people like to talk to because they trust you, you keep all this in your head. And when you're around all of them, you're recalling the things that you've heard them say about each other, right? So for a person who is like that, and they're hearing all these things, um, that person, the receiver of all the information can get upset Mm -hmm. because what they're, they're looking at, one of them saying, yeah, but you're not telling them that's how you really feel. Why don't you tell them how you really feel instead of telling me, tell them. And you don't want to say it to them that way because you're friends with all of them. You don't want to hurt nobody. You don't don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And you don't want to sound authoritative to them and put them off that way. Like you're trying to tell them what to do and everybody's grown. But you genuinely care. Care about the dynamic of the groups and what's going on. And this was not speaking to that one now. And now you, you is some weirdness going on when you're around this one because you want to talk about something great that happened with this one over here, but you can't because you don't want them to think that you're taking sides with them over here. And then you you worried about all this stuff and you just you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that question? person who is just them, who's uh-huh. loving everybody, do you have any suggestions? on the best way, first of all, two questions. Should they even communicate anything at all? And if you think they should say anything, what is the best way for them to say it? That's my, those are my questions. And, and that's, that's tough because that, if it's something that could save your life, you should probably tell them. If it's something that, the, the guiding force in that is your own integrity. Got you. If, if you're willing to compromise your integrity to, to keep it going, then at some point in time, that's going to show up. And, well, why didn't you tell me? You knew. Why didn't you just tell me? Da, 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 da. Well, I didn't think, uh, eh. You know, so if you remain true to your integrity, say, look, this is what's happening. You know, I'm telling you this. And, you know, and some people just want to stay out of it all together. So. Yeah, it's, it was on the, on, from the in, on outside looking in, what I'm seeing is that they go to this person in confidence, like, don't say any, I said this, but type of thing. And then that person is feeling like, well, if I do say something, then they'll know I said it. And then I'm betraying somebody's trust. And then that's not good. Right. Gossip is about attention. Got it. I need to be. Look, let me let me tell you this. Oh, you I'm gonna tell you. So and so it's not about the information. Got gotcha. you. Look at me. Mm. You see me? I'm mm-hmm. 
I need mm-hmm. validation, recognition, and acknowledgement, and that's what gossip gives. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about the information, it's about the receiver. So should they tell it what, or, or keep it to themselves then? It, well, uh, check in with your integrity. If I tell, I, I would like to say, if you say this, then you have to, I like to call it future cast. If I tell this person this, is it gonna bite me in the ass? Um, if I look down the road, is it gonna bite me in the ass? Or if I look down the road, it's not gonna impact me. Or if I look down the road, I may lose a friend. You have to be able to look down the road and, and measure the impact of what you're saying right now and do the trajectory of how it's gonna impact you on down the road. If you do it in Got the it. moment, it'll probably bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Well, then that comes the question that I hear most people want to always want to ask a coach, a relationship coach. If I see my friend's spouse cheating, do I tell my friend? I really want to know your opinion on that because I mean, that is the number one question that I hear is asked because it's happened to me. I've actually seen somebody's spouse and told them and it, and and it came back to bite me because then she thought I was just telling her to hurt her because I was jealous. So I was making it up. She didn't even believe me. <clears throat> and so we're no longer friends. Well, that tells me we weren't friends in the beginning because she knows I'm not a liar like that. But she couldn't face it. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But it's the same. What is your, yeah, how do you feel about that? Same, you- the absolute same impact. Mm-hmm. What trajectory? So the other thing is, who am I friends with? Am I friends with him or am I friends with her? Who did you meet first? Who do you know the best? If I'm friends with her and, and her husband's cheating, <clears throat> and I, I don't tell, if I do this trajectory and she finds out that I knew, and, and, and we, I mean, we, we, we go back like car seats. Right. And I didn't tell her, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. I would, I would say, look, you know, you know, y'all should go see. I'd probably say something subtle, like y'all should probably get some counseling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got to get something. Why? Well, what makes you say that? Well, oh, how would you feel if you knew your husband was cheating? You think my husband cheating? I, I know he's cheating because I saw them coming out of the the Renaissance. Well, they mm-hmm. been in a meeting. Okay, well. You can do with the information what you want. I have done my part and I'm friends with you. You're my friend. Right. So if I'm going to honor my friendship, because I would want that friend to do it for me. That's, thank you. See, that, that, see that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I try to treat people how I want to be treated. Right. Right. It's reciprocity. With the, the, even in a friendship, you, you, you got to have that reciprocity. Right. 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 Well, um, in, that, in, in like in my in my example, the conversation didn't go as well as as that one did. I wish it had gone better. But all I said to her was, listen, I have something to tell you. And I don't feel comfortable telling you. But as your friend. I feel like I have to tell you I would not be your friend. Now, I started out as real as I could get, as honest and compassionate as I could be. Mm -hmm. And then I told her, I saw him 
actually hugged up and kissing on another woman at this location. And I, it, it shocked me. I said, I was going to say something to him, but I decided to tell you first. And she sat there for a minute and she said, you know what? You were always jealous of me. I'm, I'm looking around like, who's she talking? Who, who? And people who know me know I don't, I naturally don't have a jealous. I was that everybody's gone through jealous moments when they were younger before they knew better. But that was way back in my early 20s. Yeah, but y'all weren't that good of friends. See, it depends on but the- see, But this is the thing. We have been friends since high school. Okay. And this was later. And I'm like, how? And I was like, I was oh, like, no, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? We never had any running. We never liked the same guy. None of that stuff. None of that foolishness that she could even draw from. Okay. And I was like, what? What? What are you talking about? You were. You were always jealous of me. You always want what I want. And so, do what I, do. I said, we so, so, so you're going to so go into denial about it. Okay, you know what? Just take what I said, throw it away. Sorry, I mentioned it. I'll never mention it again. I apologize for telling you. I just said, well, I said, I love you. I wish you all the best. And one day you'll see that you're, you're mistaken. And I said, I just wish you all the best. And I walked out and we never talked about it again until fast forward. I saw her this was years ago after I had just had my child and I saw her and, and she, she was spoke. divorced. Was she, she divorced? Spoke. Yes, she's divorced. And she spoke and I said, well, how are you doing? I'm fine. I was like, well, how's <laughs> yeah, I was like, how, you know, he's fine, you know, with his new wife and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, okay. Well, it's good seeing you say, tell your mama hi. Left. Done. Yeah, you only get, you you know, that crushed, that crushed my spirit. And from then on, I said, I will never tell anybody again. But the older I've gotten, I find a problem in that. Yeah. It's, it's your integrity. Yeah, man. I, I just can't just sit here. And she couldn't admit to you. She couldn't say, I'm sorry. You know, nope. you, you nope. know, Sharon, you, you, you mm-hmm. told me I should have listened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I rebuked the information at the time it was said. I apologize to you. And that would have been, and that would have, it would have almost made it all better. But, but she still, you know, she probably has a hard time saying, I'm sorry. In general, yeah. <laughs> right, and 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 that's that's a whole nother show. Uh. Yeah, yeah. And BJ put in the comments friends versus associates. Yeah, right. sometimes and sometimes it can get a little muddy. Is she really your friend? Is she re- or is she just your associates? What's what was she before? And that's why it hurt so bad because she was really my friend. Yep, I thought. And and that's and see and you risked your integrity because integrity requires a risk. Exactly. If I, if I tell you this, um, I normally don't risk my integrity like this. But you, mm-hmm. you, I, I think enough of you, and and you need to know this information. And and if so, if it were happening to me, I would want somebody to tell me. Because if you do it for somebody, you know nature uh the universe brings it back to you you know and you'll get a note on the car hey you need to check your husband because uh, he <laughs> with, uh 
Yeah, so I mean, check out work with, but oh wow! So you put it out there, you can <laughs> you gotta expect it coming back. Well, that's right. That's how the universe works. Well, my last question, then I'm gonna give it back to Dennis. In general, in general, when it comes to relationships, not necessarily, not only romantic relationships, but sometimes organizational relationships, you know, like work situations or organization situations or just friendships, uh, families. Do you recommend counseling and why, if you do, do you recommend counseling, coaching, therapy, psychiatry, all of the things? Do you recommend trying that um, for most people? you have to get out of your head mm -hmm. and get a third party opinion about something and see the thing is most of us are self-contained you know most of us have a hard time even accepting help let alone ask for it i don't even feel like i deserve help i've been doing it all on my own by myself all my life i don't even know how to ask for help mm -hmm. but if, if you if you're in that kind of situation and you're up against something that requires some very thorough thought get a third party opinion get out of your head it's it's dangerous being in this thing right here without some supervision right gotta get out of your head get 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 an opinion and and then you can make a better decision about it mm -hmm. if you never get out of your head and 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 you never get help you know, those are the times when you crash into the wall and somebody said, hey, I could have told you blah, blah, blah. If you had, if I had known that, I could have told you blah, blah, blah. And you could have did something 180 degrees that way. But because you kept it, you know, you kept it to yourself. You know, people who keep things to themselves and never get out of their head, especially in a relationship, you better get out of your head. Have to. Well, I got I got one last question for you. Um, have you ever, you know, done swingers? A couple, <laughs> as a couple. As uh, a couple. Uh, I had a I had this long time ago, about nine years ago. I had a couple who was who was swinging. Yeah. Okay. Talk about that. Poly, poly, polyamory. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tricky. It's tricky. But but you know, but what I noticed about that that arrangement was the, the the guy was okay. He had okay money, and he surrounded himself with a bunch of codependent women. Independent women ain't gonna do no polyamory. They just they just not gonna. Do Thank it. you. Thank you. Say it. Say that one more time for the people <laughs> back. Yeah. Independent women are not doing polyamory. I want one man, and I ain't sharing it with nobody. That's right. So, but if you're codependent, well, you know, if your culture seems to suggest that, you know, or your your experience seems to suggest that, then you can be a sister wife. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And you know, I, I've been on shows and listened to people talk about being in that type of lifestyle, and I've actually heard them put down monogamous relationships, oh, yeah. and I'm I'm like. Okay, so we can't put y'all down, but you can downgrade us and say that there's something wrong with us because we have to be. So they said that we were codependent. 
And I'm thinking, how you flip that around? Narcissist. <laughs> okay. That's gaslighting. So here we go. Oh, you know. <laughs> here we go. Cause I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I I don't want another guy. And first of all, why is it always one man and all these women? It's rarely one woman and a whole bunch of men. It's always the man and all these women. No, there's something to be said about that. That's one, my, my one problem. My second one is I'm just built to be with one man. That's just how I am. And I'm built that he has to be, He ha what's the word you said? There has to be reciprocity in that and that I have to be his only woman. Right. That's me. That's how I'm built. I've been like that since I was a baby, practically. I was just a little girl, first grade, when I got my first kiss. <laughs> Shout out to you, Eddie Smith, if you out there somewhere. But um, yeah. Wait a minute. See, stop, Dennis, stop. But I'm the just fact saying. That you remember his name? That's great. Oh, yeah, I do. I remember everybody I ever kissed in my life. Because I haven't kissed that many people. I know who they all are. Wow. Very selective over here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very well, selective. Well, uh, the relationship coach, Lynn, would you like to tell the people how they can contact you and everything like that? Sure. Um, relationshipcoach.pro is the website. Uh, you can fill out the contact information, and I'll be sure to get back with you within 24 hours. Great. Right. I did put that I put that website in the chat in in the comment section and I also put the link to your the promo link to your We Buy Black promo. Oh, you found it. Okay. Yeah, in Facebook, I put it in the comments as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah, man, I'm slick like that. I can multitask. Talk, yeah. interview, listen, and post. That's the chocolate, baby. <laughs> I'm the chocolate. I am the chocolate. chocolate. Hey, All we right. want to thank y'all for coming out today. God bless. Great day.